The reading of our gospel today comes from John as we are progressing to the cross with Jesus. It will be familiar to you. John 1 through 18. Very truly, I tell you, someone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the shepherd hear his voice. And the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of the strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Word of God for the people of God. You know, here we are again. Y'all know the routine. Something big has just happened. If you go a little before chapter 10, you're going to see that Jesus has just restored the sight of a blind man. And once again, those around him are questioning his powers. They're questioning him. And then he goes on to talk about spiritual blindness. And then he makes the I am statement. This is a pattern. Every time there's a big event, hang on, it's coming. He's got something important to say. He even starts off with very truly. He's even telling you, listen up, I'm going to say something important. Jesus in our text is before the people telling them a story, a short parable about the Good Shepherd. 
a shepherd with integrity, one who is caring, one who is compassionate, a shepherd who is willing to die for his sheep. Jesus is telling them about who he is, the eternal good shepherd. Jesus uses the story about shepherds because the people of his day got this. They would understand it because they knew the kind of life that a shepherd lived. It wasn't easy. It was difficult, and it was a hard life. A shepherd would protect and guard the sheep, often in very dangerous circumstances, fighting off wild animals, wolves, bandits, thieves. It was often a very lonely life, out in the pastures, in the mountains, isolated, difficult. But if a shepherd did his job well, the whole community would know it. That he, in fact, was a good shepherd. What does it mean to use the term good? In the Greek language, especially in the original text of our New Testament, there are two words that are translated good into the English language. The first is agathos, A-G-A-T-H-O-S-E, which implies a moral and capable quality about a person, a good person who would perform their task well. The other is kalos, K-A-L-O-S, Kalos not only encompasses the attributes of the agathos, but adds the qualities of being genuine, of beauty, of magnificent, being praiseworthy. This is the term Jesus is using in our text today, a goodness that goes far beyond doing the work of a shepherd, a type of goodness that would make you feel secure, a type of goodness that gives you peace, a goodness that is permeated with love, a love so deep that Jesus, the good shepherd, would lay down his life for the sheep. Jesus was not a hired hand. He was not seeking to get paid, to just complete a job. He willingly lays down his life for his sheep. Our Lord is the Good Shepherd. Akilos, shepherd. He's not going to flee when trouble comes because he willingly is there for us. Willingly lays down his life to sacrifice his own life for us, for his sheep, so that we might gain eternal life. Jesus 
the good shepherd died for us as the Lamb of God. God accepts us for we are clothed with the Lamb's robe of righteousness. You notice there are no more um, sacrifices of the pure Lamb like it was before Jesus' death. Have you noticed that? After die, Jesus dies on the cross for us, as the purest, most righteous Lamb of all, there is no need for the sacrifice of the Lamb. Because Jesus is our Good Shepherd. The Shepherd who loves us so much and cares for us that He willingly, willingly, I think we forget this, He willingly is taking this walk to Jerusalem to be that sacrificial Lamb of God. He did not die a martyr killed by men. He willingly laid down his life for his sheep. Five times in our text, Jesus clearly affirmed the sacrificial nature of his death. You'll see it in verses 11, 15, 17, and 18. He laid down his life for you. Jesus cares for us so deeply, we told, that he knows his sheep. He knows you. And not just your name. He knows you. He knows the real you. And despite that, he loves you anyway. We are like his sheep. Sheep are known for being easily distracted. Easily led astray. On a daily basis, we too are distracted by the things that promise us pleasure and adventure, opportunities that seem to incite our ambition for recognition, power, a whole host of other things, other things that we think are going to give our life meaning, knowingly or unknowingly, we accept the invitations that take us down the roads that lead to disaster, <clears throat> down the roads that lead to a slow spiritual death. Sometimes we don't see what's looming ahead of us. Sheep are, to use the words of John Wesley that we sang just a moment ago, prone to wander. We must often be searched for and brought back to the fold. The Pharisees, in contrast to the Good Shepherd, really had no loving concern for the sheep, for the people. They were concerned about one thing, themselves and how much power they could gain. Jesus knows his own. He knows his sheep. In the Gospel of John, the word for know 
has so much more meaning than just an intellectual awareness. The word that is used in the original translation speaks about an intimate relationship. It is an intimate relationship between God and his people. An Eastern shepherd back in that day knew their sheep personally. They knew what was best and how to minister to them. Not only does a good shepherd know his sheep by name, but he knows our nature. We are all like sheep. You know, sheep, they are essentially the same in nature. But each sheep has very distinctive characteristics. And a loving shepherd recognizes these traits. One sheep may be terribly afraid of high places. Another sheep may be um, hesitant, afraid to go into a dark place. But the shepherd knows this, and he considers the need of each one of his sheep as he leads them through the pastures. You know, we see this, how very different sheep are. Have you ever thought about the ones Jesus chose to be his apostles? How very different each one of them were. But he knew them. He chose them for their own personal characteristics. Peter was impulsive and outspoken, while Thomas was a little bit hesitant. I always think Thomas maybe was just a little shy. And my favorite, we never talk about him. You never have a sermon on Andrew. I'm going to have to change that. Andrew doesn't get any recognition, and I think he deserves it. Andrew was a very pip person. He was always bringing someone to Jesus. Jesus knew each one of them personally. He met their needs. He met them where they were. He does the same for us. Our good shepherd knows our nature and meets us exactly where we are. If you're honest, how often is it that we don't even know our own needs? We're unsure. We don't even realize we have the need. But the good news is, is your shepherd does. Psalm 23 is a beautiful um, poetic description, one that we all know about a good shepherd and how he cares for his sheep. You know, in the pastures, by the still waters, even through the valleys, the sheep do not fear. Why? Why is that? Have you thought about that? It's because the shepherd is caring for them, meeting their needs. A shepherd cares for his sheep and they begin to know their shepherd. They know him better and deeper by experiencing him on a daily basis and by listening to his voice. 
by listening to his voice. Back in the day, there was, um, when they had ice houses, you know, they used to collect the ice when it was frozen during the winter. And they would bring it into the ice house and cover it with sawdust. And sometimes it would last almost all the way through the summer. And one day, one of the workers at the ice house lost his very expensive watch. And so all of the workers hunted and hunted and hunted for him, helped him. He was so distraught about it. Actually, the news went through the community. And the next day, a little boy came. And during the lunch hour, he snuck into the ice house when all the workers were gone. And he sat down on the sawdust and became very still and quiet. And it wasn't long before he heard it. And when he retrieved the watch, they said, how did you find it? He said, all you had to do was be still and listen. The question is not whether God is speaking, but whether you are still enough and quiet enough to hear. If you are not clear as to the sound of your shepherd's voice, then you need to dive into his holy word. The scriptures are our textbook. The information about God, a handbook that leads to our salvation, a weapon to defeat evil. But the scriptures are so much more than that. In order to move forward in your faith, you have to allow the scriptures to become a conversation between you and God. You need to go beyond just reading the words. Because words are not just words when they are holy. Read God's word, the Holy Bible, slowly to yourself, quietly if you need to, out loud if you need to, but listen to what they are telling you. Be in the Word, but also let the Word abide in you. Enter into His presence. Listen for His voice. You may see in our bulletin, you think, Beth, why are we standing still after the prayer? What is that about? I've explained it to a couple of people. But it's a way to begin that practice. To be still enough, quiet enough. So we will quit talking and God can talk to us. All scriptures move beyond the words. Allow God to speak to you. He's waiting there. He's craving to have a conversation with you. The question is not whether God is speaking, but are you being still enough and are you listening? I know my own, and my own know me. Do you know the shepherd? Do you really know him? There was a very famous actor in Hollywood that was asked to give 
a little speech after a dinner. And so he thought, well, I have a great idea. I'll just ask them if they would like me to recite a poem. I'll ask them, whatever poem it is, you, you name it, and I'll recite it. So there was this long pause. Someone from the back of the room said, well, why don't you recite the 23rd Psalm? And I just said, well, okay, I'll do it. If the pastor here that gave the blessing will recite it after me. So the actor gave this beautiful, dramatic reading, reciting the 23rd Psalm. And after he was through, the people were so moved, they stood up and they gave him a standing ovation. He was feeling pretty smug. And you know what I say, what happens when you feel smug, right? Then the pastor stood up and he recited it. By the time the pastor was through, there was not a dry eye in the house. The actor went over, shook his hand, and he turned to the audience and he said, the difference between what I said and what he said is I knew the 23rd Psalm. But he knows personally the shepherd. Jesus said, I know my own, and my own know me. Do you truly know the good shepherd?